720 WGN. It's 831. Mark Carmen, Kevin Paul with you till 10 o'clock tonight. Rick Tellender going to join the program at 930. Paul Sullivan, your Chicago Tribune, joining us now. Sully, thank you for taking time, sir. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I'm in my car, so I hope it doesn't uh, sound too bad here. No, you sound like you're a seven out of ten, but with your talent, okay. seven is fine. It's, it's it's no problem. Sully, I uh, live in my car now, so you know that's just kind <laughs> of the way it goes. Hey, I, one of my favorite things to do is is the is the car nap, which is uh, an underrated thing that people don't do enough, in in my humble opinion. Sully, what do you, what do you know about bringing baseball back? What what's your what's your assessment of what's happening right now? Uh, my assessment is that uh, they better hurry up and come up with a plan because uh, you know spring training, if they even starting it up again, is going to take a month, and then uh, you know uh, the season's kind of wasting away. So uh, obviously, the only alternative is to have games not with fans in the stadium, so I think that's pretty much a certainty at this point. So it's just a matter of whether you play in your home parks or uh, whether they go down to Arizona or Florida or one of those places. Well, what did you make, Sully, of the report on the three-division system? There was talks that, uh, for me, I was reading through it, I'm like, one, this looks doable, and two, it would be pretty cool to see the Cubs and Sox play each other about ten times a year, but if anybody missed it, it was splitting the the entire 30 teams into three divisions, basically scrapping American and National Leagues. Teams play in their Crazy. own ballparks. I love it. But you way. play in a, you know, you strict it to Midwest, East Coast, West Coast. Uh, Paul Sullivan, your thoughts on that? Feasible? I think that is probably the most feasible one I've heard so far. Uh, I've also heard, uh, you know, maybe keep the divisions the same, you know, like NL Central, AL Central, and just do, uh, you know, kind of like interleague play with with NL Central, AL Central, NL East, AL East, something like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to try and cut down on travel, that, that's basically the only way they're going to be able to do it. And uh, I, I don't see any other alternative at this point. It is it is super dicey. Paul Sullivan with us here on 720 WG. I want to say dicey that we're will there or will there not be a baseball season. Hey, uh, Sully, ESPN apparently is coming up with the Sosa and McGuire doc. You were there day in and day out, 1998, covering the Cubs. Right, you were at the Cubs at that point, were you not? I remember you there. I feel like I have that right. Yeah, I was the Cubs beat writer, 98, yeah. So what do you hope that they focus on? on if, they were, if, they, if the producers were coming to you, Sully, what should we do? What would you tell them? Well, they did interview me. Uh, that doesn't mean that I'll be in it because uh, I've heard a bunch of people interviewed for the Jordan thing that I haven't seen yet. So, But uh, I think they're going to cover everything. I mean, you, you really can't do Sosa McGuire and, and you know ignore the whole PED issue. So I think they'll cover that. Um, you know, whether Sammy comes clean, I doubt it. But uh, I would imagine... Uh, you know, if you just take away the PED part of it, I mean, it really was a very interesting season. Uh, the whole thing, the way it went back and forth, and, uh, you know, Sammy deferring to McGuire the whole time, talking about, uh, oh, Mark's the man, Mark's the man. Uh, so I think it's just going to be interesting to go, to go back and look at it. 
Um, you know, Sammy has talked before. He he did a thing for I think NBC Sports Chicago a couple years ago, and he didn't really add too much about it. But uh, you know, we'll get to see him, and uh, you know, we'll get to go over the whole thing about him leaving the Cubs in a snit uh, at the end of '04. And uh, you know, I think it'll be interesting. I don't know if it'll be as revealing as the Jordan thing, but uh, it'll be fun. You're, I don't know if favorite's the best way to put it, but a, a memorable Sammy Sosa moment from your days rec- covering him? Anything you got for us, Sully? Oh, wow, there's just so many. Uh, corked bat, corked I bat. I'm yeah, talking about behind bat. the scenes. I'm sure Sully's got a ton of stories from the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, I have my own, you know, boombox. Uh, that was always uh, something, uh, players hating the boombox. And eventually destroying it. Uh, I guess, you know, going back to 98, one of my favorite moments was that uh, he, you know, he was just doing TV for a while and he was such a big name getting to be so big. And I, I cornered him once and said, uh, you know, Sammy, those TV people, they're not, uh, they're not voting for the MVP award. So uh, <laughs> every time you blow us off and go talk to TV, uh, you know, you're, kind of hurting yourself for the if you want to win the MVP and he's like oh okay <laughs> so uh, I he said uh, could you get the writers and I said yeah hold on and he uh, he talked to all the writers that day and then after that he did like two separate media sessions one with TV and one with the writers and uh, I think it was uh, it was you know good for his image back then you know obviously he blew it <laughs> but uh, at the time uh you know he mcguire was such a jerk that year and you know it was just so grouchy and sammy in contrast to mcguire just looked like yeah having fun and you know god bless america all that stuff so uh i thought he came out looking pretty good that year so i remember that was my first year in a in baseball clubhouses and you well maybe I was that's not true I was I had a cup of coffee I guess in '97 too but regardless when you went in the Cardinals clubhouse in McGuire's locker there were the pills that he was taking there was like it was it was right in front of you do you remember that am I I, I am remembering that correctly right. Yeah, and uh, somebody, I, I think from AP, or I can't remember who it was, uh, narked on him and wrote about it, and, uh, and that's what caused all the uh, controversy. But, you know, back then, everyone was doing creatine right out in front of us, and uh, creatine was uh, kind of a, you know, just kind of a milkshake kind of deal, so... Everybody seemed to be doing something, so it was... Oh, here we go. Cops are coming after you, Sully. Yeah, you know, I knew it was only a matter of time. <laughs> it's okay. This is this is pan, this is COVID-19 radio. We're, we're good. Uh, apparent, I, I think I shook him off here, so I think I'm safe. I'm, I'm being texted that it was Steve Wilstein of the AP who broke the McGuire story. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, then Sammy did the Flintstones and just kind of a, in McGuire's face, and uh, that got a lot of laughs at the time. And so, uh, no, I mean, it was interesting, a lot of interesting stuff to write about, that's for sure. I, I just want to underline that for people that don't know. Sammy at the time was saying that, no, I don't take any of that, I take Flintstone vitamins, which was just an incredible line. What's uh 
Because you look back it on it. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, it was funny. Um, At the time. Among the reporters, the uh, what was the talk during that that year and just that that whole era where people knew what was going on, but it wasn't really f- completely frowned upon, and it was maybe viewed differently. And now we all look back on it, and you know those guys aren't getting into the Hall of Fame. What what was the talk like in in the press box and with other reporters? Like, were, did you guys all was everyone like this? Something strange is going on? Well, yeah. I mean, when all these guys are all, all of a sudden uh, hitting 60 home runs, and Griffey was involved in it, too, as you recall, until the very end, uh, until September. He was in the middle of it. But, you know, Griffey obviously would know whatever fingered him or said that he was uh, dirty. So, uh, I mean, the players back then weren't really trying to hide that they were uh, doing all these protein stuff and working out all the time. So you, it was really hard to say, you know, what kind of uh, vitamins they were doing or, you know, they were all doing something. So you really didn't know if it was steroids or if it was, uh, you know, something that was a legal supplement that, you know, you could get behind the counter. So, uh, it, you know, Everyone's like now is like, oh yeah, well how come you didn't say anything then? But uh, what proof did we have? We didn't really have any proof. It's just basically the eye test. And for the record, I believed Sammy Sosa when he said he was taking Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> I, I really did. I didn't think he was doing anything. Okay, he takes you know, I, I like he was drinking orange juice. I did not think that something was amiss. Maybe when. I don't know. Bonds got to seventy three. I woke up, even though that's ridiculous because McGuire hits hits seventy home runs. Go back but and I, watch I, some of those home run derbies from that era. The Sammy Sosa one, where he's launching five hundred fifty foot bombs. Like it's, yeah, and he's hitting six hundred foot homers and, and, off the back wall at Miller Park. And and uh, Sully, I'm sure you remember it too. McGuire would take BP at Wrigley, and we'd be breaking windows ac- across the street. I mean, it was. Oh yeah. When McGuire took batting practice at Wrigley, people actually, hitting coaches, players, pulled out chairs from the clubhouse and sat and watched it. It was it was so fun to watch, um, and you know I watched it too. Everyone watched, like seeing someone like hit a ball on the roof of Glen Allen Hill, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, look at the home run derby now. Uh, no one says anything about uh, Aaron Judge or guys like that. They they hit the ball six hundred feet, so. Uh, it just, I think the transformation for Sammy was just so different. You know, McGuire was always pretty big guy, but Sammy was, you know, he came up, he was a base dealer, basically a skinny outfielder and same with the, you know, Barry Bonds. So, uh, I think that's what really changed things. You can tell me that, uh, this is too personal a question, but do you vote for Sammy on the hall of fame vote? Oh, no, no, I don't vote for him. I, I write that every year. I, I don't vote for uh, Clemens, Bonds, uh, Sammy. Uh, I mean, there's guys in now that I didn't vote for that I thought had done it. And, uh, you know, I don't think I need to name names. You could probably figure it out I got it. <laughs> in the last years. But so, but, uh, well, here, because, okay, the- that's a great answer. And my thing is, like, look, if you're voting for Barry, you need to be voting for Sammy, too, in my mind. Like, 
for some reason, Sosa has looked out there like his numbers went before he was taking it that were not Hall of Fame worthy, and yet when he did, they became that. But okay, fine. Maybe that's I guess remotely true, or or more than more remotely true. But the guy hit. 60 homers three times. If you're voting for Bonds, you have to vote for Sosa, in my mind. Uh, yeah, but the argument there was that uh, Bonds was such a great player before he, he right. did the steroids. There it is. And I think he I might have won MVP with Pittsburgh. I'm not, I don't, I don't, he's won, he won a few of them. And Sammy was like a nobody, basically, until, until he supposedly did them. So, uh, I, I can see that argument. I mean, it's hard to Vote against him if you think it's okay for steroid guys to get in. I mean, he did hit 600 and something home runs. So, I mean, it's still pretty hard to do. Uh, but, you know, everyone has a, a reason for doing what they do. I know a lot of people that uh, once Bud Sela got in, they said, well, hey, you know, this guy condoned it. So uh, if he's going to get in, why can't uh, I vote for steroid guys? So, you know, that you can argue any way you want, and uh, I don't, you know, anyone that has their opinion, I don't. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I, it's just I'm just not going to change mine. Fair enough, Sully. Who's being hurt more on your on your way out here, the Cubs or the Sox? By no baseball right now, because you could make an argument that the, the you know the White Sox are not going to develop their players, whether they be winning or not. And and maybe from a Cubs standpoint, then you got the Chris Bryant part of it, right? Where that that clock is ticking and you're not playing. I, I, this is not good for anybody yeah. right now. But uh, I, I, yeah, it's not good for anybody. But yeah, you're right. The White Sox. I mean, we really needed to see these kids uh, develop. Uh, Luis Robert. But uh, I do think that if there's like an 80 game season, it might help them because uh, you know everyone will be more or less uh, on an even playing field for 80 games. Uh, we've seen teams you know, have great starts, great first halves, and then they kind of tail off in the second half. So uh, now you'd only basically have to have one good half, and uh, and that's very doable for for the White Sox, even, uh, you know, with as young a team as they'll probably have. Kopech pitches on day five. Let's go. Uh, yeah, Kopech, that's what I want to see. I want to see Kopech on the team now. There's no excuse now that uh, – you know, oh, well, we got to wait and get his arm ready. His arm should be okay by now, so no excuses for that. Yeah, Paul Sullivan, your Chicago Tribune. Sully, we appreciate you. Thanks for being on. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Sully. Always our pleasure.